we would like to advise that the following program may contain adult themes, occasional nudity, and language that may offend some listeners. Thank God it's... And welcome to Studio 222 at the ABC and Ultimo for another COVID-safe edition of Thank God It's Friday. I'm Richard Glover and please welcome this week's panel. It's Rebecca De Unamuno, Tommy Dean and Tahir! Oh my God! They're amazing! Oh, they're amazing! (laughs) They're fantastic! Hello. Hello to you. I was the one saying, oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. Just in case, like this. Just in case, people don't know. Now, the final presidential debate has just been held with a couple of differences to last time. First, Trump's team were reportedly prepping him to be nicer than last time. And they also installed a mute button. How did it go? And should they have considered other technology other than the mute button to improve things? Tommy. Trapdoor. (laughs) (laughs) He should totally should have had a trap door. No, that's more fun. Some sort of catapult system, a trebuchet of you are out of here. It's like a set to some sort of honesty meter. Look, Mr. President, we are well aware (laughs) that you have a tendency to stretch the truth. So we've set a bar at 17 lies. Shaboom! Shaboom! So a trebuchet is one of those medieval things that throws you over the castle walls. Yeah, that's the fancy yeah. nerd word for catapult. Yeah. But, but even without a trapdoor, Tommy, like this is true. In, in Tur- like they've got a Stratton Idol, but Turkish Idol, this is totally true. <laughs> it's it's called Are You Going Up or Are You Going Down? They have a stage which goes up or down depending on the audience feedback. And, oh. and it's, it's hit the funniest thing ever, right? So someone's trying, to, someone's trying to sing a song and then slowly they just start disappearing. Yeah. So there's, in the debate, Instead of a trap, if they have something going up or down, depending oh, no. on... If, if Rebecca sang really well, she <laughs> might never, be of normal height. Never, yeah, I might. I might reach the top shelf. But it's exciting because sometimes they go, they, they nearly disappear. You can see the top of the head. Then the crowd kicks in. They come back up again. <laughs> that is hilarious. It's the funniest show. Gee whiz. Like, oh. <laughs> see, I like, I like the idea of slime, you know, like in the, the kids' yes, shows and yes. stuff where they slime them. I thought mm. that could be... But the trapdoor was the first thing that sprung to mind. I did actually watch it. <sighs> struggled through it. Well, it wasn't I, as, as, as it wasn't as bad as last time. It was, not it was nearly a, yeah. as bad. Not nearly as bad. But the mute button. No, whoever had the mute button, they need to be trigger happy. I'm sorry. I just want to mute the mid sentence. Yeah. That that would that would make me yeah. laugh. Just like. And my important point is. What about my <laughs> guess is they probably prepped. You're they out. knew. They knew full well. <laughs> nothing looks worse than. And I have another thing to. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it looks great. terrible. They were probably they need a pause. They need a they need a fast forward. They yeah. Need yeah. A, yeah. Is it is it as entertaining without them talking over the top of each other? What do you think about that? Uh, no, well, but what I think about no. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, this is actually the oh, huge sorry, problem. No, you set them up. <laughs> no, but this is a huge problem. Is that, that that's the problem? They keep saying it's supposed to be entertaining. Now we're talking about what's supposed to be uh, some very serious looks at some very serious jobs that have to be done at a very serious time. It's a right, exactly right, and it was. And that's why there should be trombones going. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> I want to bring back the worm. You know how in Australian yeah, yeah, debates yeah, yeah, yeah. we had the worm yeah, and the yeah. audience members could, you know, mm-hmm. the worm would go up when something popular was happening. I would like to see that. Combine it with slime. Actual worms. With slime. Worms. Worms drop on them. Or give them worms. Or <laughs> well, what about like, if we, what about electric shocks? They're wired up. Yeah, yeah. And everyone at home's oh, got, yeah. got buttons. Oh, what right. would be the criteria? People, well, if enough people sort of press the button, they get like a little zap. Like that would be entertaining. 
suspenseful. And keep like, him on. But for oh, like a perm, it could just be just zap him for the sake oh, of it. I'd like it. to say it will kill him. Or death. Well, that's, that's a, suspense, Richard. Well, that's another good thing you could do is get a treadmill and put them on a treadmill. <laughs> and the microphone stays on as long as they run at a certain speed. So fitness as well. <laughs> Prove their help. Prove you can be president. Uh, Thank God it's Friday. We have Rebecca, Tommy and Tahir. Now, it's grand final weekend in both the AFL and the NRL. What is the best sport in the world to watch? Is it AFL, NRL or something else? And if you're watching the game, what are the requirements this weekend of being a good spectator? Tahir, you're a big sports head. What do you reckon? I am. I'm like Rebecca. I just love all sports. Sports nut. I just watch anything as well. This was proved during lockdown and when flicking through the channels, Tommy, you wouldn't believe this, I came across... A USA sport, I think, on the sports <laughs> channel. There was guys tossing pizza and then dancing and, and like doing some moves. Was it like? And I'm watching this right. This is totally true. I'm not making this up. I don't know if you've ever seen this right, but only only in America. And it was being judged with commentary, right? Saying, so "Oh, now he's transitioned into the helicopter." <laughs> <laughs> and the worst part, my wife had earlier asked me to put out the washing, came back, which I haven't done. Watching me, watching pizza tossing and pizza. <laughs> no, that's so, really important, darling. Yeah. I've got, to, I've got, to, I've got to I, see who wins. I get distracted with the easiest things. So the, the message is: make sure your chores are done when watching mm. these type of sports. Yeah. Is 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 one of the messages. But I grew up on NRL cricket, love golf, tennis, all sorts of things. Competition, that's the main thing. I love competition. Um, anything where there's a winner and kids are, the, are you listening? A loser. That's right. <laughs> well, everyone doesn't get a certificate in your... Well, uh... It's just like everyone... Get... I remember when I was teaching, I was doing playground duty and I was watching these boys playing basketball uh, and I was just wondering, I said, uh, so who's, what's the score? And they said, we, we don't keep score. And I was shocked. I said, what do you mean there's no score? <laughs> what, there's no winner there? And we just play, what are, you, what are you playing for? The fun? That's what happens in a weekend sport these days. Like, you know... You can't yeah. ask for the score. But was that the problem or the nature of the school that you were working at? Could be they just simply well, didn't know their numbers. Maybe. <laughs> because you taught them. Well, I was an English and drama. <laughs> you can't ask for any scores on the weekends. Like, you know, my kids play sport. They go, oh, no, no, no. It's all about fun. Yeah. So you got to say, which team is having more fun? That's what you have to ask. <laughs> like, and participation figures, like, uh, we, we're teaching the kids nothing about adversity. That's my... It's got to come to an end, people. You've got to have a winner and loser. <laughs> loser. So, so basically it's you're life. saying you don't care what sport as long as there's a winner and loser. What about you, Rebecca? Well, there, is there a better there sport? Two, there are two sports I can't watch, for sure, and that's golf and motor racing. Mm. I just can't do it. I find them tedious. Like, I, agree, I agree on one of them. Uh, which one? <laughs> Uh, motor racing. Oh, uh, you, you like golf? <laughs> well, I love golf. Do you play golf? I do. See, I now do. that's the thing. I'm convinced unless you've played golf, you don't want to watch true. it. You don't yeah. want to watch it. Was it. Quite, it was quite amusing when the head that's of Formula true. One got got uh, lined up. It turned out he had sadomasochistic sexual uh, habits and everyone said, <laughs> no wonder. He goes every weekend and just goes... <laughs> 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 this is a man who likes pain. He likes you know? pain, exactly. But, but, Motor racing to me, that there should be a, a sense of purpose in real life about it. So as you're going around the track, you should stop and and fuel up at a service station with four cents. You get the four cents off. You're going to do all those or transactions. Or do a runner. Just do a runner. Or do a runner. Like and, and, and hand over your, Qant- your Qantas card or your Virgin yeah. card. Try to get some points. Bring real life into it. Bring a purpose. Well, yeah, what they should right. have is a pedestrian cross. 
Yes. Yes. Because you're never quite sure. Slow down in a school zone. They should have that. You've got to say ducklings. I'd love that. I'd love that. But you'd also have to do the maths to prove that you could work out whether buying the $2 bottle of soft drink, (laughs) since it gets you 10 10 cents off, is still worth it. And it's whether you're getting, depending on how many litres you're getting. I like that. My problem with motorsport is that it's, you know, time is and speed is relative. So if everyone's doing 200 kilometres an hour, Mm -hmm. on the TV, it just looks like (laughs) Parramatta Road. It's true. We're all doing 20. You're all just still bumper to bumper in a line. Nobody can pass. There's nothing you can do. Yeah, they're going 200, but it's the same. There are petrol heads listening to this weeping. Weeping, I I know. But there are are certain sports that, like, it depends on who's participating in the match, Mm -hmm. whether it's worth watching. Like, I love watching darts on television. Me too. But I wouldn't watch two blokes in a pub play Mm -hmm. because I just love the... A hundred and eighty, <laughs> and they just and they rest. They can rest their beer on their bellies, <laughs> and, they, and, and, and we play a drinking game every time they take a sip. You got to take a sip, and there's no way you could throw a dart. So that's impressive. Mm. And also, that if it's cricket, you want to have two good teams. You yep. want to make it a contest. You yep. know, like you don't. Who's well? Currently, now you'd want New Zealand because they're doing yeah, pretty well. Pretty you know, good. they're pretty. But you good. don't. You don't like a walkover, even if it's no, Australia doing the. No, no, it's dull. It's boring. You want competition. So for me, that absolute best sport to watch if you want unreal competition, edge of your seat, is when Australia plays New Zealand in netball. That is, it's usually one or two points in it. You never know who's going to win. It oscillates constantly throughout the match. And the skill level of both of the teams are extraordinary. Give me that any what, day. What about the crowd? They're so loud. They, they are. Home. They're I so know. Because mm-hmm. they pack them all into a really tiny <laughs> stadium. Okay, number one netball, it. number 153 mm. motorsport. What do you reckon? And preceded, you know, social distancing because you have to stay at 1.5 metres yeah. in defence. <laughs> so they've been it's doing that for COVID sport. 75 plus years. Uh, this is even more amazing because this has never happened in the history of the world because of COVID. But not only is this grand final weekend, uh, but you failed to mention that we are also in the midst of the American Baseball World Series. Yes, we are. Uh, so that goes to Game 3 tomorrow, uh, tied. Uh, and it's exciting. I don't like either of the teams, but I still love baseball as a tradition. And this year, it's money versus no money. <laughs> so the Los Angeles Dodgers mm-hmm. have the most expensive payroll in baseball against the Tampa Bay team who has the least amount of money spent on players. So this is the underdog story. I thought it was yeah, only yeah. the Australians who were on hungry a deep for underdog. that. Well, underdog in the sense that, uh, you know, the sports franchise is still worth a billion dollars. <laughs> but they only spent a billion, and the other team spent like three billion. Is there one behind Tampa Bay? Is that they're all No, there? it's Tampa Bay. You can't support teams from Florida. They're the worst. Yeah, they're the underdogs. They're from Florida. But the thing, I've got to say, I grew up watching, ba- I grew up watching baseball because my, my dad, being from Central America, it was like baseball is what? my brother played that and soccer. So I watched baseball from a very young age. And the first thing I did when I went to New York was I was like, okay, I'm going to get tickets to a Broadway show and tickets to Yankee stadium because I'm a Yankees fan. And so it it was extraordinary. But the thing, they were trying to scalp these tickets that were worth hundreds of dollars. And when I got to the box office, I said, like, what's the cheapest thing I can Uh get? And he said, standing room, (laughs) like $30. I said, I'll take it. And because I know what baseball can be like, Mm. a seven innings of a dull baseball match. It's hours, like watching paint dry on it's like it's four the hours longest, mm. most insanely boring thing to watch. And just so we're clear, there's nine innings in a professional baseball game. But it, but if the seven inning rule comes in if someone's well ahead in runs. No, that 
back to your playground participation okay. problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid that at the professional <laughs> level, when we pay our players $25 million a year, we insist that they play at least nine innings. <laughs> okay, but how could someone from the Hills District suddenly become a Yankees fan? On what basis do you suddenly choose a game, to choose a team? Well, it was um, it was Dodgers and Yankees were the, the popular ones, and uh, my brother's coach when he was growing up, his son Mark Shipley was the very first Australian to play in the major leagues, ah. and uh, that's where I went Yankees. So it was personal. So it was personal. So, Richard, so it was Dodgers yeah. and then switched. Uh, this is sport, Richard. You have to pick a team. Yeah, you cannot mm. just even if you have no yeah. knowledge. Yeah. The, like I support the Yankees because Peter Mizell. Our friend yes. forced me to pick the Yankees. <laughs> so I now support the New York League. As much as I admire both of you as performers and people, I now hate you a little bit. <laughs> because I can't believe you would pick the Yankees. Take it up with Peter Mizell. <laughs> but they've Thanks. got such good hats. The hats they are do. really good. Thank God it's Friday. Rebecca, Tommy and Tahir are here. We'll have, of course, the Wheel of Death with Rebecca in a tick. Thank you for all the topics, which are great this week. Um, the local government election has been held in the ACT and the defeated Liberal candidate for Chief Minister admitted he'd been unlikely to win right from the start. He said, it's hard being a Liberal in Canberra. What other fish-out-of-water stories exist in various places in Australia? Tahir. Well, being a comedian, having Turkish heritage, with Tahir being a typical Turkish name and then being booked to perform comedy on Anzac Day. (laughs) (laughs) This is a true story. In an RSL club, mind you. Now, we often do comedy <laughs> on Anzac Day. And I, you, I, I, I'm sure Rebecca and Tommy, you've probably done the Riverstone RSL gig. It's yep. a terrific gig. The show starts at 8 a.m., but that's not the one. On one occasion, I found myself on my own at Narendera RSL oh, club yes. near Griffith. Well, I think it's called X-Service. I don't know if I was on tour, but I was there Anzac evening. The room is very elderly, very mm-hmm. elderly. Who've been drinking all day? That actually fought acolyptly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I didn't ask. But we never got Their to best friend had been <laughs> taken out by your great grandfather. <laughs> and the the main performance in that Narendra RSL was like a score hall, um, tables and chairs spread out everywhere. So already looking like a tough gig for a comedian. So I'm backstage. No backstage. There's a curtain. Like you, you know, you've been backstage mm. where there's a curtain, and then you're behind the curtain. There's a brick wall directly yeah. behind you. So I'm there, like literally just there with a brick wall. <laughs> Rebecca, you know, you're laughing. I you know so what's going do. on. Try doing it with breasts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so some distinguished guy with jackets and medals comes on, who gets up, uh, comes to a wooden lectern, gets a massive cheer, and his job is to introduce me. Obviously hasn't read his notes, puts his glasses on, looks down, and then starts laughing. <laughs> right? Ladies and gentlemen, another laugh. It's Anzac Day, and it appears we have a Turkish comedian. <laughs> This is totally... And then looks to like, he goes, this is, is this some sort of joke? Is he actually... He looks around thinking it's like some sort of setup. Like he's being set up by yeah, the yeah, secretary yeah. manager or something. Now, I'm behind the curtain cursing my career choice and wondering how I ended up in this position, thinking, please, let's get this over with so I want to get back to my two-star accommodation. <laughs> and, of course, he can't pronounce my name. He says, we have uh, ta ta uh, Welcome, Johnny Tur- No, I, I, I made that bit up, but he, he couldn't pronounce my name. He goes, welcome, this guy. I walked out of silence. The room stopped like some out-of-town cowboy had entered their town. <laughs> I turned up. They were looking at me. Go, this guy really is Turkish. Um, it, it turned out okay, but I had to work very, very hard to get that crowd on my side. Did you? Did you oh, open? Man. What was your opening job? Yeah, no, there was no. Uh, um, I normally open with, uh, this is true, I normally open with, my name is Tay, background Turkish. Anyone Turkish here? Yeah. <laughs> Usually there's not. 
and I say, oh, it feels like Gallipoli again. <laughs> That's my normal opening. And yeah. I say, I can talk about that because I was born in Turkey. My grandfather fought on Anzac Bridge uh-huh. in Piemont. Yeah. <laughs> it was a road rage incident. Somebody cut him off. Of course, I can't do the Piemont joke there. Right? <laughs> Tommy. <laughs> My whole opening out the window. <laughs> the All right, fish out of waters, uh, the liberal in Canberra, the Turkish comedian on oh. Anzac Day in country New South Wales. <laughs> uh, everywhere. That's all I can think of, too, is the ones where you show up. Like, I did a gig for a bikers club once years ago, and there's just no fitting in. Starts <laughs> with the fact that I shaved. <laughs> I arrived in a car. My shirt was buttoned up. I have no ink. It was clear. You know, it was clear. I think sometimes the fish out of water is ideal. It suits, yeah. Yeah. but it wasn't quite as vicious as your situation. <laughs> <laughs> Bikers are used to the normals. Uh, we get that. Um, my favorite is in sport when you wear the wrong shirt. Like I went famously, there's a famous rivalry in college gridiron between the Arizona State Sun Devils and the, and the University of Tucson, University of Arizona from Tucson. They're the Wildcats. And I went with the Wildcats supporters, because that's who had tickets. But I was from ASU, so I was wearing my Sun Devil shirt. Oh, really? But in a sea of the wrong color. You were the guy. Yeah, yeah. To the point where I made the the national telecast. (laughs) Focusing on that guy. I bet he's uncomfortable right now. (laughs) Look at this idiot. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's how the liberal guy in Canberra felt. What's he doing? Exactly. Exactly right. Rebecca, who are the other fish out of waters in Australia? Well, I'm starting to think that anyone with integrity and who maintains promises is a fish out of water in Canberra (laughs) in the the government (laughs) at the moment. But uh, interestingly, you've sparked an idea for me, these gig stories. I think the most... I was most fish out of water when I got booked uh, to teach improv. Now, that's not something that scares me. It's I do it all the time. I teach improvisation. Mm-hmm. But I was teaching the contestants <laughs> on Australia's Next Top Model. <laughs> really? Yeah. And it was, I think it was, the, it was the first season of it here in Australia and I was <laughs> teaching them improv. Now... Thing about improvisation is uh, you need kind guns. of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's terrible. What do you mean? <laughs> Lots of models are clever, I'm sure. No, they are. I'm just saying in this particular room, in this particular room, and I'm standing there teaching them improv. It was stinking hot, you know, like those yeah. summers, and it was um, it was at, a dry, at night, or I think it was, and the cameras are all set up and everything. So I'm not only teaching them, but I'm teaching them on camera, <laughs> and then it's like it only dawned on me. When I said, everyone, they gather around into a circle. And then I stood there and I had to look up, like, at all of them. They were all towering over me. Some of them were, like, you know, young. They were very young. And I'm just going, oh, my goodness. Like, I am the furthest thing from Australia's next top model. And then uh, it was interesting. Then they had to perform. We had to go yeah. next night and perform um, a gig. And I always had to watch what I produced, like, go on stage and perform improv. So they all had to get up and Yeah, it was the something. challenge. It was the challenge for the week. Did you was... talk to them? Like, did you teach them in model speak? You say, all right, in improv, the idea is to take the offer. The offer is the idea. Now imagine that's like a sandwich. Now work it. And you work ate it. it. <laughs> and you ate the sandwich. But now, of course, you've got to get that out. <laughs> get it back out. It's the most appalling stereotyping of both motor, motorsports fans and but models. Then I, but then I did say, I turned to somebody who, was, um, who I knew who was at the Because some comedians were at the gig yeah. because it's obviously it was a regular gig. So we just kind of crashed it. And I turned to one of them at one point when they were up there and I said, 
20 years of trying to elevate improvisation to an art form and it's reduced to this. And then I went, oh, I'm mic'd. <laughs> Didn't make the edit, thank goodness. But you could recognise any of their, any of them from their knees. I in a, Very good, good ankles, all a, of them. In a future lineup. Uh, we're with Rebecca, Tommy and Tahir on Thank God It's Friday. Lots more coming up, but time for a musical highlight from the before times. This week, it's Felicity Urquhart, who came in with our live audience to celebrate International Women's Day. I got it. I got it. Thank God it's Friday, ABC Local Radio. Rebecca de Unamuno, Tommy Dean, and Tahir. I'm Richard Glover. We've got the Wheel of Death coming up. But, uh, but first, uh, this. Uh, Monash University has won an Australian Research Council grant this week to study Australian slang so we can better understand what it says about the national character. What are the bits of Australian vernacular that you'd like to see analysed and explained, Rebecca? Well, I'd like to look at the term no worries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, because if a lot of the time that the term no worries is used is when someone is worried. <laughs> Have you noticed that? Like it, it's always it used to mean oh no worries no worries like it's fine everything's fine. It used now, to mean yes. It used now, to mean yeah, can I have a no, cup of no could worries. I could I order a cup of coffee yeah, from you no fine worries. sir? Yeah yes. no worries. Now it's kind of passive aggressive when someone says oh I'm really sorry that I didn't get back to you. You go no worries. <clears throat> See it's got oh, it's got gosh. edge to it. It's now. got steel in it. I also want to know um, as dry as a dead dingo's donger. Mm-hmm. I'd like to know who found the dingo and who <laughs> measured it and, and how yeah. do you measure the dryness of well, such I things? I think is, there'd be a scientific device, I think, that could, could, could be employed. A like, oh, what, yeah. like, what do you, like, what is it? No, who you'd is? have some litmus, you'd have a litmus test. What? It would be the classic litmus so, test. You'd hold, the litmus, like. you'd hold the litmus paper to the dread, the dead dingo's donger yeah. and see if any moisture right. adhered to the litmus would paper. You, would you really... Well, uh, really the problem. Why even carrying they a litmus paper? Adjuster. <laughs> I don't even know what litmus paper is. <laughs> That's to test alkaline or base oh, in, okay. a, in a text. Yeah. So I, I really need a kitchen paper. <laughs> alkaline and acidity. It's like, Just yeah. for those that might be wanting to get into this sort of scientific research, uh, <laughs> you need to you need to make sure the the. The dingo is dead. Well, that's exactly right. That is, you know, you and start you testing to... a live dingo for dryness. Yeah. 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 And you need to make sure it's got a donger. Right. <laughs> so yeah. so five, five researchers lost their arm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, no worries. But we're going to get to the well, bottom no of this. No worries. See? No worries. <laughs> um, and don't come the raw prawn with me. Well, well, I so think, wrong with well, raw prawns. I think, beca- I think because, yeah, because when you... When you <laughs> Nothing is wrong with raw prawns. Because when you break up with your boyfriend, Ryan... You you uh, get some raw prawns and you put them in his curtain rods right. in his house right. and then don't tell him. And then they start to stink right. and he's driven mad by the fact that he can't locate this odour in his house and in the end right. he becomes so psychologically crushed that he has to sell the house and you go to the auction and go, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> and that's coming the raw prawn? That's coming the raw prawn. <laughs> it's that's really? right there. See, that I'm is, convinced that... it's otherwise. I thought it was a bottom feeders. That sounds <laughs> really specific from you. I know. There was, and there was a little bit of a glint in his <laughs> eye. Yeah, I saw that. I, yeah, I noticed that. And truth yeah. be told, any shellfish will work for that situation. It is not specific <laughs> to the prawn. A tin of tuna would yeah. suffice. It doesn't also have to be a curtain rod. It could be the <laughs> wheel hub of their car. If they have a piano, you know, in yeah. with the strings. Yeah. I moved into a share house once and we moved into this place and they had a piano and they said, oh, the owner's left the piano for you. And we went, oh, isn't that lovely? You know, a flatmate of mine mm. played. And then we discovered they'd left open tins of garlic all over the house, including inside, and we couldn't find it. Where's the last one? Inside the piano. 
Do you what? think they'd done it on purpose? Yeah, totally. Was there a... They'd also put um, super glue in a lot of the PowerPoint. Mm. Why had she... they done this? Why because was... I think they did was a, a vampire, runner. <laughs> vampire running around? Wow. I also think there was a false wall as well, <laughs> and I was convinced there were bodies buried behind so it. So it should be, don't come the tin of raw garlic with yeah, me. Yeah, don't come the, don't come what the raw song, garlic What song did your piano me. playing flatmate discover with? Dun, 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 clank. Clank. Dun, 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 clank. What? They just felt compelled to play Italian music all the time. It was really weird. And also... She'll be right. That's another thing I'd like She'll to. Be right. She'll be right. Who was she, and yeah. why was she right in the why first was she place? Right? And why does she make everything okay? Yeah. <laughs> or she'll be right. Does that mean that she'll be correct? Or does it mean that she politically leans that way? Uh, see, so many <laughs> questions. <laughs> I don't questions. know. She'll be right. So she'll be right means she'll be voting for Pauline Hansen. Well, she'll, right. <laughs> she'll be right. Exactly. Boats are always women. My my my, my supposition is the maritime term. Okay. And you always can, you know, every ship or boat always has a slight problem with it. Um, you never, nothing's oh, ever 100%. Yeah. Uh, you try to get things ship shape, but. And so someone says, hey, mate, I'm not getting into that ship because it's going to sink. You can tell it's going to sink. And the other oh, person says, she'll be right. No worries. <laughs> no worries. No worries. No worries. At least if it sinks, you yeah. won't be as dry yeah. as a dead yeah. thing goes dark. That's right. So here, what are you worried about? Uh, after a show, I was talking to someone after a show. He had not long come from overseas and was getting confused with Arvo. Mm-hmm. Afternoon yeah. and avo avocado. Oh yeah. So he was hearing have a good avo, but thinking an Australian just told him have a good avocado, then simply walked away. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Which, given the expense of avocados, is an excellent way to greet people. Yeah. It it's a bit yeah. aggressive, isn't yeah. it? It's, it's really real. a way of saying, mate, do you have five bucks? But it's yeah. also you know? wishing them wealth because that's like, isn't that what we measure young people's abilities to purchase mm. houses yeah. in now? It's currency avocados. Yeah. I, I just love the Australian vernacular. What it's what defines us. The common rule is usually one thing means another. That's the, you know, the mm-hmm. Australian slang mm-hmm. is like a riddle. You've got to work it out. We love the word us, for example. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's unique because in, in the USA, Tommy, you'd know this. They deemed that word too rude. So they changed it to ass. ass. So because they thought ass was too rude. So no, no, we didn't, we didn't think it was too rude. We thought it sounded too English. Well, t- t- rude as well. But, in but don't you then confuse it with a donkey? No, that's the fun of it. That's why we're allowed <laughs> to say ass in prime time because you might be referring. You can always say ass, yeah. but you can't. There must be a pause. Like, I can have an ass, but if it fell into a hole, yeah. but I can't put those two together. Okay, but what if put you're reading... Put those two together. Beep! What if you're reading the Bible and it tells you not to co- not to uh, covet your neighbor's ass? That's right. You take that literally. It <laughs> well, is I'm not, not the donkey you should be covering. But mind. very much like what we were talking about during the song, we know what God meant. Oh, yeah, we know. We, we, as Australians, we took that word, and but there were so many more meanings we added to it. So, uh, you know, luck, a lot of ass. Wasting st- time, stop asking around. Wrong order, that's ass about face. Mm-hmm. Lying, ass talk. Getting ready, get your ass in the gear. Falling over, ass overhead. So many meanings, <laughs> yeah. it was just one word. One Overly word. complimenting someone. Blowing smoke up their ass. Ah, Blowing yeah. smoke up their yeah. ass. Getting finger out of your, like, yeah, getting yeah. ready. Yeah. Hurry up. Gee, is there any <laughs> phrase that does not involve the bottom? <laughs> It can include in every sentence, every sort of phrase, like, you know, one word with so many meanings. <laughs> I've always been intrigued by the deep tonality. This is what I want to research. The deep tonality that goes into the word mate. Oh, yeah. How mm. many A's? How many A's? Yeah. How sharp the T? The intonation, mate. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, like, it, it, See, it, the more A's, the more they dislike you. More. Or the sharper. Mate. Like when you cut it off, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So you can be disliked with either mate 
Hmm. Or mate. 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 So what's a friendly suggest mate? Suggest you have a problem with the situation. Or, whereas or mate suggests you have a problem yeah. with the person. But there's also mate. Yeah. This, this is well, that, I know what that means. That means I've forgotten your name. Yeah. <laughs> That's the beauty of it. That's where it's... I just go, oh, hello, you. <laughs> Are we ready for the Wheel of Death, ladies and gentlemen? Rebecca's going to take it on this week. Thank you for everyone who texted in their topics. Today's topics are evolution, curly whirly, gothic toilet is back. Very uh, resilient competitor there. <laughs> Hunky dory, nothing rhymes with orange. That's the topic. Nothing rhymes with orange. Chooks, tinea, goldfish, spiders, impractical shoes, cicadas, ceiling fans, Sisyphean, as in Sisyphean task. Corsets, and we're back to evolution. Which ones fill you full of fear, Rebecca de Unamuno? Sisyphean, because I don't know what it means. Well, you know Sisyphus. Yeah, you know Sisyphus. You know Sisyphus. What are you telling he me? He's got I'm liver not... problems. He's got, oh. He's Greek. <laughs> Is he? Does he do stand up? He's the person with the rock. <laughs> so he's got a, in Greek myth, he's got to push this rock up a hill every day. Right. And then during the evening, the rock rolls down. So mm. when he got, poor bastard, when so he that's, gets. So that's every tradie. Known to us all it's, who works it's, that hard. It's the human condition. It's the human condition. Now that I know that, I'm still terrified. It's of a task that once done just needs to be get done, done again. Done again, again. Yeah. Thank you. I learn something yeah. every day. Cleaning the bathroom. Is an example. That's not mine. Speaking mm. uh, of pushing a rock up <laughs> no, a hill. That's not mine. <laughs> I'd rather push a rock up a okay, hill. Okay, so we'll hope it's not Sisyphean, and we'll spin it. Around and around and around it goes where it stops. Nobody knows. It is gothic oh, toilet. Oh yeah, finally gothic oh, toilet. This three been, weeks gothic running. This has been put forward three weeks running yeah. from a very uh, resilient texter. <laughs> okay, gothic don't toilet. Let them down. Don't let he down. or she? I don't know. He or don't she don't obviously thinks it's a ripper topic, or they wouldn't have suggested three weeks running. Well, I think everyone will be the judge of that now. <laughs> <laughs> gothic toilet. Rebecca de Unamuna. Hello, my neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> blah blah. That's right. That is me, Count Dracula. I would like to let you know that I am selling my mansion on the hill, surrounded by bats and forest. If you will notice over here, it has four bedrooms, none of which are needed, but for the coffin down below, uh, 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 it is required. We have blockout blinds on every window for <laughs> obvious reasons. Uh, please note that no tomato sauce or pasta sauce is allowed to be kept in the pantry for the remains of the garlic may disturb my relatives. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> you will also notice that we have no wooden items of furniture in my property. That's because they could easily splinter off and I could die. Do it again. (laughs) Rule of three in comedy. (laughs) But my most prized possession, the one part of my beautiful Dracula castle, (laughs) is the gothic toilet. (laughs) If you spend too much time on the gothic toilet, a gargoyle will shoot up out of the bowl. And I have no idea what that will do to you. For I have the ability to fly away. Please disregard the stains you will find on all of the floors in the house. I can tell you Michelle was particularly difficult to clean up. (laughs) But uh, there's a beautiful patio if you like the outdoors. (laughs) 
Perhaps you are a werewolf who would like to stand there and howl at the moon. Oh. Oh, oh. <laughs> but needless to say, if you can't afford it, don't worry. There will always be an occupant in this gothic house. Oh, 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 oh. Ladies and gentlemen, is she flushed with success? Yes. Yes. <laughs> On thank God, it's Friday. I thought you were going to do something about the difficulty of an all-liquid diet. Thank God it's Friday <laughs> with Richard Glover. Oh, yeah, the old... Oh, yes, Why really so much opulence in my toilet? Well, we have an all-liquid diet. You send a bit of time. <laughs> Someone is listening very happy. At that. I hope yeah. so. They finally got, they finally got, got their Fridays back. They don't have to text me. <laughs> Tom is relieved because the topic's going to be off the board. <laughs> <Top> <laughs> board. That's right. Very good. Uh, Rebecca Day Unamuno, Tommy Jean and Tahir are here. Now, in the UK, there is a political battle this week over the free school lunch program, whether it should be extended into the school holidays. In Australia, of course, it's always been bring your own. So what school lunch did you have? And were you envious of the lunches enjoyed by others? Tahir. Well, my school lunch, let me tell you, began with a cold yogurt Turkish drink called Aidan to soften the palate for the intending gourmet delight, <gasps> followed by a metre-long Turkish bread sandwich stuffed with peppers, Mediterranean olives, Turkish sausage, eggplant, chilli and other herbs and spices, which I cannot even pronounce. Wasn't I the most popular kid as the aroma wafted around all of Nawi boys? <laughs> and you know what happens in schools everywhere when someone brings in a strange lunch with aromas that smells never been before encountered? Well, the kids all become inquisitive and come around and inquire. So, wow, what a delicate balance between carbs and protein. Uh, are they organic slices? Uh, what's your hero ingredient? <laughs> <laughs> are, those, are those olives calamata? <laughs> of course not, I say. I'm only kidding. They say, ooh, ooh, what's that smell? Get this ethnic boy out of here, miss. Please, get the lunch out of my face. Uh, of course I was envious. I never got the white bread with hundreds and thousands. I asked my mum about the hundreds and thousands. She said, shh. Taxation might be listening. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, what's the yogurt drink? What's the yogurt drink? It's, it's Aidan. So, it's 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 yogurt uh, mixed with water, cold water, with a bit of dash of uh, mm-hmm. salt. I don't know if anyone's ever oh, tasted no, that. Oh no, never. Uh, Sounds it, And would your mother sit there with a little flask of that? She'd, and... she'd make it, yeah, like a giant sort of, uh, you know, a couple of oh. liters worth, and you'd, you'd help yourself in the fridge. It's quite refreshing. Did you so, ever? Did you ever try to swap with the other kids, with the Anglo kids? No, like sometimes you put like cucumber slices in there as well. So it's it's really really nice. Wow. But um but I, I never took that drink in, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but the sandwich? Yeah, and so you can put garlic in there as well. So it's, a, it's quite refreshing. Ooh, mm. Oh, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the garlic with the piano. I thought the garlic with the piano was going to come to the story for sure. <laughs> <laughs> the garlic cloves and the piano, like just, uh, anyway. What did you have, Rebecca? Oh, very, very standard, simple kind of fare. Um, I always had homemade sandwiches. I'd have a popper. As we called them oh, back, yeah. that oh, popper yeah, juice, yeah, you yeah. know, the juice box, yeah. and a muesli bar. That was usually lunch. Uh, That's but exactly then... what I made for my boys. Yeah, exactly really? the same. Yeah, yeah. And, and the little popper would, if you froze the popper, yes. it could act as a little ice block to keep the That's ham sandwich. Exactly yeah. Right. And, but it was terrible if you didn't shake it before you froze it or whilst you were freezing yeah. it, all the juice would settle to the bottom oh. and the whole top half of it oh, is wow. just That's... ice. Okay, There's no I, I wondered why That's... they didn't yeah. like it. <laughs> 
That's technical. Technical, yeah. I know. And then um, there were days when I would order from the school canteen and for some reason I just was like, I'm having a salad roll. So I'd have this salad because they made the best. They, they were piled high yeah. with salad. Was, was this mums that uh, did it or that ran yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, mums that ran it. And then I'd always get that, uh, a can of drink because it was a splurging. I was having a can yeah. of soft drink. And then some uh, a roll of refreshers. Do you remember those? They're similar to fruit tingles but not mm-hmm. tingly. They were just like mm. fruit-flavoured like lollies that came in a long roll. And if you uh, couldn't finish, you didn't finish them during lunch, but you'd put them in your pocket um, of the uniform and we had a zipped pocket on our uniforms. And you would manage to be able to, I would manage to be able to sit there during class and just unzip it very slowly and put my hand in whilst chatting and then Mm. cough (laughs) and I'm eating refreshers. (laughs) During class? During class, yes. I was all tactical for what you bought then that you could eat for the rest of the day. And also toffee apples. Remember, not Were you a millionaire? I was not a millionaire. The toffee apple lollies, you know, not not the toffee apple, like the apple on a stick with toffee on it, but there was like a, a like a bar kind yep. of thing called a toffee apple and it had, you know, apple in the middle. Actually, I do remember those. Remember those? Like, they they, they stay in your teeth them. for yeah, like weeks and weeks. they were so chewy. And you'd suck on it and you'd get the <laughs> yeah. toffee off and then it'd be the apple. Yeah, but they're you, uh, supported by the Australian Dental Association. Yeah, right, they pay right. for them. But you can no, never finish them. You can never finish them oh. on time and you'd have to then rewrap it and stick it in the same pocket. So at the end of the week, I had the remnants of sticky lollies, <laughs> like silver wrappers and everything. But the thing that I, when reading this question, I was like, oh my goodness, I remember when I was in year 11, my high school arranged Pizza Hut came and delivered what? lunchtime pizzas. Remember the lunchtime pizzas mm, they did that were those little ones with a they did it Personal throughout pain. all the schools in our area. And what the schools allowed them onto the They premises. came on that wow. so you would order in the morning, you'd fill out your form oh, to yeah, order and then pay. And then at lunchtime the vans would drive up with everybody's orders and you'd get a pizza this is not the happen. end of the world, but you can see it from there. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. I think it's awful. Like, what habits? It's like at least some refreshments. Yeah. You think yeah. it's awful, oh, but, which, funny. but which was your favourite? <laughs> or brilliant day. marketing. It could be brilliant marketing. We didn't have, we had a funny lead into that because in my high school, uh, your parents could buy a cafeteria pass which for, I don't know how much money it was, but for whatever money, and it just meant you got all five lunches a mm-hmm, week mm-hmm. in the cafeteria. So it was the inside cafeteria that always had two or three different things, like you see in all the movies. You go in, a little bit of salad, a little bit of macaroni and cheese, a bit of milk, off you go. But outside was the $2 line, as it was called. And for $2, you could buy either a cheeseburger or a little personal pan pizza. Ah. And it always came with French fries and a chocolate ice cream. And it was it's hardly surprising the world has an obesity no, problem. No, that was exactly. Right. There's so That's many exactly of us look right. back because everybody went to the two dollar line when of you could. Of course you would. And and but what I only thing I find kind of endearing is that the right word? Nobody ever made fun of the inside kids. <laughs> like it was never a split. There was never any. You would, you would have thought there'd be bullying that went on. You don't have two dollars. You're so. You think, they never no, said outside one day because the stuff inside harder. was quite edible. But as the well. stuff inside would cost would cost like one dollar, would it? No, it cost, you didn't pay. That was a right, your, parents your parents paid for that. that. Yeah, okay. So you just went in and got that. But if you wanted, so actually two dollars was like a sub, uh-huh. like a sub, like because you you were losing out on inside as well. Because uh, yeah. pretty much everybody paid the. Right, so you're, you're assuming the thing yeah. that's been paid for. But every Friday was Salisbury steak, and I went inside every Friday for Salisbury What's steak. What's Salisbury, Salisbury steak? Salisbury steak is a poor man's hamburger steak. It's basically a hamburger <laughs> that has been boiled in beef gravy. <laughs> and it is amazing. Can, can and I... I make it once a month for my family, and you know what they say? 
more. Stop. <laughs> more. <laughs> Please stop. Because I, I obviously grew up watching, you know, kids all yeah. TV from, from the States and everything. Can you tell me what tater tots actually are? Are they just like well, the potato, potato gems? gems. Okay. Exactly the same. Processed potatoes pressed into the shape of a gem. I love that name, the tater tots. The tater tots are great. So tater tots are the true form of, pe- of potato. It's what potatoes aspire to be. <laughs> and they're big in cafeterias, aren't they? Because oh, you big. see a lot of food fights. So you yeah. reckon, you reckon there are baby, toma- baby potatoes in Tasmania dreaming of a dreaming. future of being exported Please to America? Me up, mix me up with all my other brothers, dehydrate me slightly, and press me into the shape of a thimble. That's the potatoes want to be. And serve me in the $2 line at some school in yeah. Arizona. And the texture is the same as like the closest thing you get popularly here would be McDonald's hash browns. But, you know, yeah. that yeah. deep, crunchy outside, mm. that... Moltenly tender middle potato in the middle. But they call them pota- <laughs> I think potato bite, gems bite, bite. or something here. Here they're called potato they gems. They're potato- called potato royales. Oh, but yeah, but right. the, the, the cafeteria in the, in the States is a lot more serious and organised than the, like the Australian ones are just canteens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we have we have basic no. It's like a stuff. full full service and the, 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 full service. That's but nobody made full fun. Service, I, should, I kind of alluded to the fact that there was no bullying based on economic status. But of course, we don't have school uniforms. So once you got your lunch that no one made fun of you for having, where you sat and who you sat with, oh, yeah. deeply bullied. Yeah, yeah. That's where yeah. it took off. Then it turned into a prison. <laughs> so, yeah. We don't care what you eat or where you get it from. But once you sit down, oh, you're judged. <laughs> so to hear, were you proud of the fact your lunch was delicious, or secretly ashamed of the fact that it wasn't hundreds and oh, thousands? Uh, Look, eventually my parents just gave me money just to you know, spend at the canteen and I would buy weird things like rock cake. Have you ever heard yeah. of rock cake? I mean, this you cannot get this item anywhere else but a school canteen. <laughs> Have you ever noticed that? Yeah, you can't buy it in the shop somewhere. It was just like a like a, a molten of like just rock. rock. <laughs> so there's some factory and when you ring up and say, I, I run a shop and yeah. I run a deli in town and I want it. No. No. If, no. If, uh, you, uh, you, you have punch to, bowl high? If, school if you, canteen. Yeah. <laughs> And the good and the good old the cake stalls like that was yeah, always yeah. exciting when you'd see what people like thought was worth charging money for yeah. it was really interesting. Here's these toffees that didn't set. <laughs> you know, like, have this burnt lemon cake. Yeah. But that's the greatest thing. We went to our very first cake sale at school, and I was so excited because everybody knows I love to bake. So I brought down my fancy chocolate cake. And then everywhere around me was, oh, we're just reselling stuff from Woolies and Coles. Oh. <laughs> All the parents just went and bought muffins. Nah, that's outrageous. Mm. And then mm. we're just reselling supermarket stuff. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I'm proud to say that my cake went first. Yay. <laughs> just to prove a it point. Fresh. They wanted fresh, wholesome cake. I remember doing a, like a little appearance at a school a couple of years ago, and then I actually purposely went to the canteen. And said, Do you have a rock cake? Which they did. <laughs> of course. It was like Liverpool Boys High School, yeah, right? But still the one that they didn't sell you when you were 10. <laughs> still now paperweight. Still, it's made like Scott Sultanas and it's like yeah. a yellowy sort of colour. Yeah. It's like a cornflake biscuit. Yeah. Uh, oh, they it was were delicious, good. Richard. You should have, I mean, it was cornflake just delicious. biscuits. Yeah. Now you're taking me back. And then yeah. chocolate crackles. I should have bought more, come to think of it. Oh. I should have bought, bought them all out. Now, winners and losers of the week, other than those who have some cornflake biscuits in their pantry right now. Rebecca, who are they? Uh, uh, My winner uh, is the mute button because it's the thing that's been the most popular thing Mm -hmm. news story-wise. And also, you know, I think it's going to stay now for presidential elections, so I think it's a bit of a stayer. It's a bit of a winner. Uh, And my losers uh, of the week are are pretty much those who decide that uh, once everyone goes into lockdown during a pandemic uh, that they're going to renovate 
their houses. <laughs> uh, These are your neighbours we're talking about. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm talking about. So in March, the houses lay dormant yeah. for four years. As soon as we went into lockdown and my house was under police guard for it's seven on. weeks because of the quarantine mm. hotel across the road, <laughs> they decided, you're captive, I'm going to drill. So the, the, the more consecutive hours you were inside the home, the more likely they are to Absolutely. renovate. Absolutely. And try recording voiceovers from home whilst you've got jackhammering going on next door. And then uh, they've dug up the street and had the sewerage redone. Yeah. It's ongoing. Mm. It's been going now for, what are we at, eight months, nine, nearly nine months. How do you do the voiceovers? Do you sort of time it in between? I have to time it. I literally have to time it. <laughs> and when the 20 clinical and hazardous waste bins from the quarantine hotel get collected every morning, <laughs> they're clang, 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 clang. Maybe you have to pause. Work. pause. Yeah. Just work it into the background. Are you looking for peace and relaxation? <laughs> <laughs> Serenity That's Garden. what we offer. Step away from the Serenity Garden. <laughs> I love it. Winners and losers. Tahir. here. I'm a loser. The NRL often the NRL often trails the AFL in many uh, aspects, mm. but this year they lead the way with a grand final. Good luck, the Panthers, at ANZ Stadium. Whilst AFL, sorry, Tommy, I know you're an AFL big fan, are stuck in Brisbane, so uh, I just have to give one stuck. up. Stuck, we are celebrating diversity. Stuck, <laughs> stuck in Brisbane, as I said. What, normal people and Queenslanders? Yeah. <laughs> and a, so t- much and diversity. a tiny bit of turf from and the a tiny MCG. Bit of turf. That was my winner. My winner was the tiny bit of Melbourne yeah. MCG that got taken to the Gabba. People uh, really hated that down in uh, Victoria. They hated yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But they should be happy. It's the one thing from Melbourne that can travel interstate. It has all their hopes and aspirations. <laughs> I just, well, I just want to know if they paid, like they've paid how many? They're saying it's tens of thousands of dollars, isn't it, to yeah, pay yeah. for that? And well, they were well, all they the Victorians were saying, the, the Victorians were saying, I can't go and see my grandmother, and yet you, the grass yeah, can. But then, <laughs> but then they won't pay the dancers that are performing at half time. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. yeah, they rip I up know. the grass. My winner, it finally happened, Richard, in Orange doing some shows at the wonderful Factory Espresso. A gentleman came up and said, I came to your show because I heard you on TJIF. Yes, someone is listening. Great! <laughs> Hello, <laughs> Orange! <laughs> Winners and losers, Tommy. Uh, the winner was uh, the Hello Turf. Also, uh, I never forgot to slip a plug in, but I actually have a live gig outside in a beautiful venue called the Magic Cabaret Club mm-hmm. down at 91 Riley Street in Darlinghurst slash Surrey Hills. Mm-hmm. Be there tonight at 8.30. Come down to that. It is the most beautiful club I have worked in in a very long time. And there's fresh air. Fresh air, fresh fun. Uh, my loser is people who wear watches. Uh, thanks to Watchgate mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and those people being called out for getting their $3,000 watches, uh, I thought it was hilarious that everybody was mad that the money was spent, but now they've been told that they're really quite cheap. I'm sorry, but a Cartier at $3,000, hopeless. Who do you think you are? 3000 is nothing. <laughs> In fact, the woman who was defending it, the fact that she bought $3,000 watches, was wearing a $30,000 yeah. watch. So well, you, reckon, you reckon they should, they're, they're falling for cheap knockoffs? Falling for cheap knockoffs. <laughs> they got done in. Yeah, they'll have to sell them in the post shop yeah. from now on. You know what on. time it is? Yeah, time to work out. You're a loser, mate. Right. Remember You're from now on, if, uh, if any post actually appears in your post box within five days, you've got to reward the postie with a Cartier watch. That's the new rule. Uh, thank you to Rebecca, Tommy and Tahir. Uh, next week, Anthony Aykroyd, Gretel Colleen, and Tommy Dean with music from Anne Greenland. Until then, I'm Richard Glover. Thank God it's Friday! Yay! Gift cards make excellent gifts. <laughs>